This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Tech Talk, brought to you by Cellcom Business. BFM 89.9, the business station. My name is Rich Bradbury. Welcome to Tech Talk this morning. I'm on the phone with Swee. He is the CEO and founder of Newswave. They're an online content aggregator who get their content from different online sources. They aggregate about 200 publications and content creators, including well-known publishers like uh, The Sun Daily, SCMP, uh, The Malay Mail, The Edge, Sinaharian, BFM, of course, The Vibes, Daily Express, and The World of Buzz. Not too long ago, these fellas managed to raise a bunch of money. Uh, They scored 6 million ringgit, that's uh, 1.43 million US dollars, in a new Series A funding round led by OSK Ventures International. Sweet, welcome to the show. Hi, Rich. Uh, Thanks a lot for inviting me. Absolute pleasure. How have you been? Um, so far, so good, uh, especially, you know, we just moved into our new office. So right now, everybody is coming back to the office. So uh, we're really enjoying it. Yep. Uh-huh. And how do you feel about people coming back to the office? Uh, well, you know, um, we have a more effective communication, you know, and then uh, everyone is glad to see each other. So yeah. very happy to be in the office. I think, you know, we can be more productive, uh, you know, when we work under the same space. Yep. Great. Okay. Um, just, just before we kind of get started on things like funding and whatever, um, for people who uh, are only just joining us and for people who might not know so much about Newswave, um, tell me a little bit about the beginning of it. You know, very briefly, it, it's an app. It's also a website. You're in three different languages. You can get the app from the Apple App Store, from Google Play. You're in the app gallery for Huawei as well. How did the business start back in 2017, was it? Uh, yes, you are right. So um, mm. back in 2017, I would say uh, I was uh, quite a heavy news reader. So, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, most of people, uh, we used to get our news from social media like Facebook. Uh, but, you know, I realized a very big problem uh, getting news from yeah. social media because the problem is that you don't really know whether that piece of information that you are consuming is from legit source or not. So and mm-hmm. then you kind of uh, need to have an internal filter to determine whether what you're reading is true true or fake. So I realized, you know, what if we can have a platform where we only pull or fetch content from reputable sources and so Mm -hmm. all our users would not uh, need to have the uh, filter to determine whether it's true or not because all the news that they read on Newswave will be uh, from reputable sources. So this Mm -hmm. is why, you know, uh, we initially created Newswave. And, you know, after that, slowly we begin to extend our... uh, content varieties from articles Mm -hmm. to right now podcasts and also videos as well. Mm -hmm. And how's that transition been then from um, just news articles to podcasts to, you know, I'm assuming you're you're not only like um, aggregating content now, but you are also creating content, correct? Uh, yes, as a, I would say, we don't as a platform, we don't really create content, uh, but we do uh, invite like uh, individual users uh, or indiv- independent content creator to create their content and submit to us. Uh, because mm-hmm. you know, imagine like YouTube. So uh, 
maybe a decade ago, people used to watch TV shows and stuff on their, you know, t- television program. Uh, but right. nowadays, when we talk about, you know, viewing all these shows, you know, most of people consume content through like YouTube or even yeah. Netflix. So I think this uh, is the same behavior with, you know, news as well. So people mm-hmm. used to read news from newspaper and then slowly, you know, from the past decade, we can see that everybody transitioned from uh, reading newspaper towards uh, reading from website in front of their desktop. But now, yeah we are actually seeing more and more people reading content or consuming different types of content from their mobile phone. Yeah, Mm -hmm, so this mm -hmm. is the transition that we are seeing. That's something I want to pick up with you a little bit later on as well, uh, perhaps to talk about, you know, media consumption behaviors as well. But before we get there, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the the sources that you use uh, and your um, involvement with them. What's the kind of relationship that you have with these sources? You know, how do you um, how do you approach them and say, hey, you know, we're a news aggregator. Can we use your content? How do those conversations start? Uh, sure. So I think, you know, uh, I would like to begin with one of the uh, biggest mission that we have in Newswave is uh, to enable uh, the publisher to become, to become more sustainable, especially mm. those uh, traditional uh, publishers that we uh, used to see from newspaper. Because, you know, mm. uh, when the era begin from uh, traditional moving to digital, we can understand that a lot of media company, they are not really a tech company. So in order mm-hmm. to have them to move from like print uh, into digital website, it's actually uh, quite a bit of uh, hassle that, you know, produced to them. So I think, you know, uh, how we actually pitch to all these publishers is that, hey, uh, we are a tech company. Uh, we are a tech startup. So you can do what you do best, which is producing good content. But we can actually come in as a partner uh, to provide you technology that can help your content to perform even better. So how we pitch them is that, uh, look, you put your content on Newswave, we will actually drive more traffic uh, to your uh, website and to your mm-hmm. content as well. But what bets is that we not, are not just bringing additional traffic, but we are also bringing additional revenue to you. Because once you partner with us and you put your content on Newswave, when the user actually consume the content, we will actually insert advertisement in between uh, the content itself. And then we'll do a revenue sharing model with all these publishers. So I see. Um, yeah, meaning that they're just not getting traffic, but also additional revenue when they partner with us, uh, letting us to show their content to our users. I see. So I, okay. Um, so let me just kind of run this through in my head. If you have the Newswave app uh, on your phone, for example, uh, and you see an article that you like, there may be an advertisement attached to that article somewhere on that screen. And then when you click that article, it will then redirect you to the original publisher of that article. Is, is that correct? Uh, not really. So basically, we uh, because we know that nowadays uh, users expect uh, an app to react fast. They just want everything mm. in a very fast manner. So we actually develop an in-house technology to show an article in the fastest way. Because uh, mm-hmm. when, let's say, you open a website, they are actually full of like JavaScript advertisement on it, which makes the rendering of the website very slow. That's so correct, we actually yeah. develop a native view where we can render the, ever, uh, the, the publisher's content in the fastest way, but also uh, implementing advertisement in between paragraph. So once the user click on one of the article they li- they would like to read, and then we'll show them in a native view. And then uh, 
we will actually help the publisher to record the traffic. And also whenever the users see any advertisement that is being displayed on this content, they will get a portion of that revenue as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So, so that's your revenue model then? Yes. But of course, we also uh, have an, a button where uh, in case the user would like to see the original source, uh, they're allowed to tap on the button and we will redirect the user back to the original website. Great. Okay. Now I understand. Now I get it. Okay. Um, you do have both, you know, verified and unverified sources as well. Um, and how do you kind of uh, determine that? Why? And, and what determines whether or not you decide to publish or, or, or not that particular source? Uh, can I just uh, clarify? Are you uh, uh, referring to the red tick next to the publisher? Yes. And, and sometimes on uh, local wave as well. Ah, I see. Okay. So uh, let me just uh, briefly talk about the red tick that we have on the publisher. So actually, mm-hmm. uh, the first thing I would like to clarify is that all the publishers that we have on Newswave are all uh, verified publishers. So we don't take like, you know, uh, blogs or any publishers that, you know, we are not sure about uh, whether their source is legit or not. So that's mm-hmm. why, uh, you know, whenever you consume content on Newswave, you can make sure that all the content you are reading is actually legit. So, mm-hmm. um, and then for the red tape, so actually it's not verified versus uh, unverified. Uh, unverified. In fact, it's actually uh, either a partner publisher or a non-partner publisher. So how I it see. works is that, yeah, how it works is that for partner publishers, uh, we actually do the revenue sharing with them. So meaning that uh-huh. we display their content on the native view and then we show the advertisement and then we do the revenue sharing with them. But of course, there are some publishers, uh, they just want to have the traffic being redirected to their website. So that's why uh, we will do that as well, where we, uh, when the user click on certain feed or the article that they would like to read, we actually redirect back to the publisher's website. So that's why you can mm. see the red tape, meaning that it is a partner publisher where you can view their content on a native and very smooth experience. Uh, whereas mm. the one without the red tape is that we will redirect to their website. Got yeah. it. And, and these partners that you you know you obviously partner with, um, if they want to appear on your platform, is there a fee for them to appear on your platform, or is it just you simply deduct from the revenue sharing? Uh, no, it is absolutely free to join Newswave as a publisher. Uh, in fact, you know what we are getting is just a portion of the revenue from the advertisement. Mm. Okay. On that note, sweet, let's take a short break. Very interesting stuff. Sure. Folks, I'm on the phone with uh, CEO and founder of Newswave, uh, Sui. Uh, when I come back, we'll be speaking about a, a few other different things. I want to speak a little bit about funding, obviously, because you've been doing pretty well recently. Um, some kind of uh, uh, question about as well, which stories have the most engagement? We'll come back to those questions though, in a few moments. Folks, you are tuned in to Tech Talk here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Stay tuned to Tech Talk, brought to you by Cellcom Business. Business Business-filled minds, BFM 89.9. Tech Talk, brought to you by Cellcom Business. (laughs) 
BFM 89.9, the business station. My name is Rich Bradbury, and this is Tech Talk. I'm on the phone with Sui. He's the CEO and founder of Newswave. They are a news aggregator uh, based here in Malaysia with a whole bunch of sources, over 200 publications and uh, content creators from which they aggregate from, including you know well-known publishers like the Sun Daily, the SCMP, Malay Mail, The Edge, Sinaharian, BFM, The Vibes, Daily Express, The World of Buzz, and it goes on. Sweet. Um, let's talk about, just before we get on to things like funding, do you have uh, competitors, do you think, in this, in the local space at least? Uh, well, if you ask me within Malaysia, uh, I don't think there's any yet. But of course, we would be happy to see more players in this space to help us revolutionize the media industry. Oh, that's very interesting. And uh, very well, just like a politician would say, I'd imagine. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so one of the things that I've got to ask you about, of course, is um, you, you've scored 6 million ringgit in a a new Series A uh, funding round. Uh, talk to me about that journey. What was it like? Uh, sure. So uh, like any startup, you know, fundraising is uh, part of the process for us to grow even larger. So, mm. and of course, it is not uh, an easy journey. Uh, fundraising mm-hmm. is always the toughest part for most of the startup because first of all, you need to make sure that uh, your product uh, is something that will be used by your users. Uh, and then, of course, you also need to show traction, whether it's in terms of uh, the user base, uh, the market share, or the revenue as well. So yeah. uh, I would say, uh, especially uh, this round is our Series A, uh, compared to you know uh, when we raise our seed rounds, it's definitely a different level. So we mm-hmm. have to show uh, more progressive growth uh, to our potential uh, investor. So uh, luckily, uh, we found uh, OSK Venture. So um, we have a great talk and then they really like our business model and what we are doing. And they mm. also see that uh, uh, we as a platform uh, can eventually become a very great uh, disruptor in the media industry. So that's why uh, they decided to invest in us. So I would say uh, overall, it's a great journey uh, in terms of the fundraising round. Uh, of mm. course, we have put in a lot of effort and uh, yeah, uh, in the end, you know, uh, we are glad that uh, we are able to secure the round. Yeah. Any uh, sleepless nights because of this? Uh, yes, definitely. Because, you know, uh, OSK is not like, uh, uh, they are a very, um, they are fin- a financial company. That's why they really yeah. look into the numbers. And, yeah. you know, I can tell you, we have plenty of uh, sleepless n- night uh, to ensure that, you know, the numbers are correct. And then, you know, we are doing uh, what is required by uh, the investors. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Now, um, from the article that I picked up, uh, and, and this is a quote, and it says uh, a portion of the funds will be used to enrich uh, content, drive user engagement, expanding the creators platform and scale up in-house ad tech capabilities. Can you break that down a little bit for us? Uh, Yeah, sure. So basically, there are four pillars that uh, we will be looking into uh, in uh, in terms of our budget. So first thing is that we want to ensure that uh, because as a content aggregator platform, I think content is the most important element of our platform. So that's why we will spend a portion of uh, uh, the fund into investing to get more content. Uh, For example, working with more uh, publishers out there and also uh, working with more independent content creators to get more content Mm -hmm. to uh, be in our platform. 
And then mm-hmm. the second thing would be uh, driving the user engagement and of course acquiring more users because I think in the past we have been uh, quite conservative in acquiring users. Uh, mm-hmm. because back then we are still small, we don't really have a lot of fun, so we spend really carefully. Uh, but now uh, we see that, you know, even though we spend uh, with limited budget on marketing, but yet we still can uh, uh, acquire a lot of users, uh, that mm-hmm. shows us that, you know, there are actually a lot of users out there for us uh, to actually capture. So that's why uh, we will also allocate a portion of uh, the funding into acquiring new users. Um, mm-hmm. And then the third one, uh, it's uh, obviously to expand our creators platform. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we have our you know user-generated content program such as like Local Wave and Headliners, uh, mm-hmm. where we encourage independent creators to come on board Newswave uh, to actually uh, showcase their content to gain uh, users to read their contents and of course uh, earning rev- earning revenue or you know uh, getting paid uh, from their content because one of the things I would like to mention is that you know uh, right now a lot of people they uh, like to post their content on different social media and in mm. return what they get is like maybe uh, comments and then likes of their posts but they don't mm-hmm. really get actual monetary value from the content or the platform itself. But mm-hmm. if, let's say, you post your content on Newswave, you don't just get likes, comment, or reaction. You also get a big portion of the advertisement that we implement on your content uh, out uh, to yourself. So basically, they can become uh, uh, independent journalists and earning, uh, you know, they are um, earning money from all these contents. So this is what we want to do uh, on the creator platform. And lastly, mm-hmm. you know, being a tech company. Uh, definitely, we want to beef up our tech team uh, to not mm-hmm. just strengthen our uh, internal technology because as a tech team, uh, we do quite a lot about uh, big data, artificial intelligence, and also, of mm-hmm. course, uh, we are working into our uh, self-proprietary ad tech as well. So hopefully, we will have uh, we, we will be able to launch our self-serve uh, ad-serve platform to the public soon. Interesting stuff. Um, you've mentioned a few uh, few times that you you know you are a tech company uh, first and foremost. Um, let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk a, a, about data and um, you know media consumption. I, I guess so. You are obviously looking at. Um, I'd imagine which kind of. Um, uh, or which companies have the most kind of click-throughs and which stories have the most engagement and all of that kind of stuff. Do you find that there are particular stories that tend to resonate uh, more with people and tend to create more engagement than others? Uh, yes, sure. So I would say in Newswave, we have uh, more than 10 different topics. So the most performing topics are actually local politics and business. So mm-hmm. I uh, I personally think that, you know, the reason that uh, uh, the stories under all these three uh, categories can perform better is, in fact, uh, you know, which makes sense because content from these categories require a certain extent of uh, legitimacy, which yep. our platform can offer because we gather yep. Yep. only content from, you know, uh, verified sources. Therefore, people that uh, who likes to read content from within these categories, they will be uh, more likely to read it from our platform because they don't mm. need to, you know, verify whether this is a legit news or it, it is a fake news. Mm. 
I mean, I've just got a couple more questions for you. Um, and it's around a similar kind of issue about media consumption in general. I mean, at the top of the show, we spoke about it. We spoke about, you know, how people used to get the news from newspapers and then it was radio and then it was TV. Uh, and obviously now consumption patterns have changed again and it tends to be, you know, mobile first or web first or whatever. Um, do you think this kind of switch and this change up has been accelerated by the pandemic? Uh, yes, definitely. Um, the reason is that, uh, you know, from traditional media, people switch towards digital, which is the desktop. And nowadays people yeah. consume more and more through their mobile. So especially yeah. during their, uh, what I used to call a fragmented time, right? Meaning that uh, yeah. the those fragmented <laughs> type between, you know, your tasks and stuff like that. So yeah. uh, because, Accessing desktop, you need to be, you know, uh, in your rooms or in your office. But mobile is basically you can take it anywhere you like. And, mm -hmm. you know, with the data, uh, you know, that we have right now, you can basically access the internet anywhere, anytime you want. So that's why we see that uh, there's an acceleration on uh, mobile content consumption behavior. And of course, it is being accelerated by the pandemic as well. Uh, one of the data that, you know, we gather from our platform is that uh, since the pandemic happened, we see a spike in our user base uh, consuming content from our mobile app, uh, which actually mm. increased almost 400% compared to pre-pandemic. Yeah. Wow. That's some substantial numbers. Yes. Okay. With that in mind then, and I guess uh, my last question for this, this session is about expansion. I mean, obviously, you've got money coming in now. You've got funds. Uh, do you plan to expand further into Southeast Asia and, and eventually perhaps even further? Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, since day one, when we created Newswave, uh, we know that our target market is the Southeast Asia region. And when we take a look at the Southeast Asia region, we realize that it is quite fragmented in terms of languages. Um, yeah. Therefore, we have designed our platform to be able to adapt to different languages easily. For example, right now, even though we are just in Malaysia, uh, we already have English, Malay, and Chinese content in our app to cater the Malaysian audience. Uh, mm -hmm. And also, we make our system uh, to be uh, very flexible and easily adding new languages so that mm -hmm. it will be uh, fairly easy for us uh, to expand towards other regions and adapt new languages. Mm -hmm. Do you think perhaps you might be adding Tamil to that list at some point? Uh, yes, definitely. We are actually constantly looking for like uh, uh, Tamil uh, publishers to join us. So in case any audience uh, is a publisher in Tamil, please feel free to you know contact us. Excellent. Sweet. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been very enlightening. Thank you so much, Rich. Thank you so much. And good luck with everything in the future. Thank you. You take care of yourself too. Thank you. I will do. Folks, I've been on the phone with uh, Sui. He is the co-founder and CEO of Newswave. They're a content aggregator based here in Malaysia, pulling content from around 200 different sources. If you missed any part of this show, don't forget you can download the podcast wherever you normally download it from. We recommend the BFM app. It's available on the Apple App Store or Google Play. For BFM 89.9, I'm Rich Bradbury.
Tech Talk was brought to you by Cellcom Business. Get serious about cybersecurity and secure your business's digital future at business.cellcom.com.my. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.